is the Lamb of God. This is D.K. Grooms with Rock Solid Truth, and I'm so glad that you have joined with us today for this Sunday afternoon broadcast. Praise the Lamb of God. I pray that you are having a wonderful day, blessed of the Lord, walking in the power of His glory and walking in the power of His might. Praise the Lamb of God. Rejoice in the Lord. That's what the Word says. Let everything that hath breath, let it praise the name of the Lord. Glory to God. I have been speaking to you. Amen. On the Sunday of these Sunday afternoons about Peter and being the only water walker between him and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And what I have been bringing to you for the last four weeks is that I believe that each and every one of us, that God desires for us to be a water walker. Amen. The invitation was not just to Peter. The invitation was just not to Peter to come and walk on the water in the midst of the storm. No, the invitation was to every single disciple, all 12 that were in that boat. Praise the Lamb of God. All 12 that were in that boat. All 12 of those disciples had the opportunity to walk on the water. They had the opportunity to walk on the water. You see, the Lord Jesus Christ puts us in a place, amen, and we get opportunities, praise the Lamb of God. But it was only Peter that would stir up the gift that is inside of him, that who would bodily jump out of that ship and begin to a journey that would be directed and maintained and kept by faith. Only one walked out. But in reality, they all should have walked out. One seized the moment. One seized the miracle. When they all should have seized and received the miracle. It was for them all. Every single one of them was for them all. But only one would go forth and walk on the water. And this is what this series is all about. This is what this these past what I've been speaking to you for the past four weeks is all about. Who is going to grasp the situation? Who's going to go forth and seize the miracle that God has for them? Who's going to get out of the ship and walk on the water? Who's going to take the hand of the Lord, Jesus Christ, and begin to walk upon your truck? No accident at all. They were decisions that he made that would place him in the right place at the right time to walk on the water. There were things that he would do. He was, and things that he was going to bring them to the place where he would, in fact, walk on the water. You know, it's not God that singled him out. The opportunity was for every single one of them. The opportunity was for them all. And the opportunity is for all of us. But we have to choose. We have to make right choices that will enable us to become water walkers. And when I talk about Walking on water, I'm talking about walking on our troubles, walking on persecution, walking on disease, walking on all of those things that would try to make us sink and would try to make us come down and, and, to, and would try to make us be destroyed. I'm talking about walking on the top of it, a water walker. Look at Matthew chapter 14, verse 25. Matthew chapter 14, verse 25. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It's a spirit. 
and they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. You know, let me touch on this for a few moments. Last week I began to show you how the disciples were looking to be delivered through the natural. If Jesus would have just appeared in the boat, that would have been all right with them. They could have handled that. They were so hardened towards the physical that when Jesus came walking to them on the water, they cried out for fear. And this is what they said. It must be a spirit. You see, they said, this is what they surmised. They said, there's no way that this can be Christ. There's no way that, that this can be the Lord. It must be a spirit. They were looking for deliverance in the natural. They were looking for a way out of their crisis in the natural. But Jesus came to them in the supernatural. He came walking on the very thing that they thought was going to kill them. And they could not believe that it was him. I'll say that again. They could not believe that it was him. And that's the same group of people that we have in our churches today. Not all of them, but many of them, who are consistently looking for deliverance through the realms of something that is natural. When Christ came, and they refused to believe that it was him, and even wanted to destroy the very reason that he came forth. Look at John chapter 11, verse 34. John chapter 11, verse 34. And said, where have you laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. We're talking here about Lazarus. Jesus wept. Then said the Jews, behold, how he loved him. And some of them said, could not this man, which opened the eyes of the blind, have caused even this man should not have died? Jesus, therefore, again groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, Take away the stone, Martha, the sister of him that was dead, and said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Jesus said unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou hearest me always, but because of the people which stand by, I said that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was bound about with a napkin. Glory to the Lamb. Hallelujah. Praise the Lamb of God. You see, God wanted to move mightily in the power and in the glory of where he was. Praise the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. And all because, now let me pick this up again. Amen. Then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which the Lord did, believed on him. But some of them went their ways to the Pharisees and told them what things Jesus had done. They gathered the chief priests and the Pharisees at council and said, What do we, for this man doeth 
many miracles. If we let him thus alone, all men will believe on him, and the Romans shall come and take away both our place and nation. And one of them named Cephas, being the high priest that same year, said unto them, You know nothing at all, nor consider what it is expedient for us that one man should die for the people, and that the whole nation perish not. And this spake he not of himself, but being, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus should die for that nation. All this is because of one thing. Because he did a miracle. Because he was doing miracles. Because he raised Lazarus from the dead. People hardened towards God and the things of God. They absolutely will not believe when it comes to the miraculous. There is a tremendous amount of religious people that are just like that. Religious people, denying the power thereof. Here comes Jesus walking to them on the water, and they will not believe that it's him. They will not believe that it's him. I want you to get this. The waves are filling the ship. The wind is roaring. The ship is full of water, and it's beginning to sink. They've been rowing between 8 and 10 hours trying to get across the Sea of Galilee, and it only takes 2 hours to get across that sea. They're in a terrible situation, and Jesus comes walking on the water. And here's what he says. Be of good cheer, it's I. Be not afraid. I need to emphasize that again. I really need to emphasize that again. They're in the crisis of their life. The ship is getting ready to sink. And the waves are beating against them. They're in a terrible situation. It's a life and death situation. And Jesus walks up to them and says, Be of good cheer. It's I. Be not afraid. You see, there's a lot of people who have a hard time with this. Especially Christians. The church has come to such a place of apathy. We offer handkerchiefs, and we offer towels, and we offer hand towels, and we offer tears. We offer everything that it takes to keep somebody feeling good about when they fall apart in a crisis situation. And what do we tell them? Don't worry about how you feel. It's normal to feel the way that you feel. Look what you've gone through. Anyone would have acted like you've acted knowing the things that just happened to you. And here we've got this crisis. People's lives are hanging in the balance. And Jesus walks up to them on the water. Before the storm stops. Before the wind ceases. Before the danger has passed. Before calm has set in. And he says, be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. Let me tell you what happens when you preach this kind of a message. You get criticized for being critical of people. You're criticized for being insensitive to the needs of people. You're criticized for not caring for people. But here's the reality of what's really taking place in the scripture. If you're walking by faith, 
if you're walking on the waters of your problems, if you're walking on the waters of your tribulations and your persecutions, there ought to be a tremendous amount of good cheer in your life. I'll say that again. There ought to be a tremendous amount of good cheer in your life before you see the deliverance. You see, anybody can rejoice after the storm has been stilled. Anybody can rejoice after the Red Sea has opened. In fact, the matter is, is that when they rejoiced and when they praised God on the other side of the Red Sea, they praised God on the wrong side. They should have been praising God before they ever, ever entered into the Red Sea. When Pharaoh and his army was coming after them. When they were afraid. They should have been praising God at that point. Anybody can rejoice after you've been released from the fiery furnace. Shadrach and Amishigo, they rejoiced in the middle of it. Paul and Silas singing praises in the prison of Macedonia. Not after they'd been released, not after the earthquake, but in the midst of it with their eyes, with their, with their back being in, in shackles and being whipped and their hands and feet being in stocks. What were they doing? Praising God. Victory comes to those who have good cheer in the midst of the storm. I'll say it again. Victory comes to those who have good cheer in the midst of the storm. What a powerful word. It, it, just, it just amazes me. He's walking on the water on the very thing that they thought was going to kill them. And he says, be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. Look at James chapter 1 verse 2. James chapter 1 verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. You want to judge your faith level? You want to know where you're at in faith? Do you want to know where your level is and where your faith responds to? Judge it by your joy level as you're walking through your crisis. Judge your joy level as you're walking through a crisis. Praise the love of God. You see, the, the disciples are in the crisis of their life. It's a crucial time. The ship is going down for the last time, I might add. The wind is getting ready to capsize this boat, and Jesus walks up and says, Be of good cheer, guys. It's I. I'm here. Are you getting this? <laughs> if Jesus is the Lord of your life, no matter what your situation is, why aren't you rejoicing? Why aren't you singing praises? Why are you not giving praise unto your maker, unto your glory, unto your redeemer? Why are you not acting like the head? Knowing that you're sitting at the right hand of Jesus Christ in heavenly places. You've been blessed with all spiritual blessings. Why aren't you rejoicing? If he's your Lord, 
Why aren't you rejoicing? Because he will never leave you nor forsake you. He will always hold you in the palm of his hand. You are the apple of his eye. He will always still the waves and the calm of the sea when you ask. Why are you not rejoicing? Until he makes him manifest himself in your storm. What a powerful word. I don't know what you're going through today, but I pray that these words are an encouragement to you. Amen. As you begin to walk and glorify, lift your hands and begin to praise him and thank him. That no matter what the storm is, no matter what the situation is, no matter what the circumstance is, you have a God. You have a God that cares for you. Cast all your cares upon him. Carry his, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Cast all of your cares upon him and understand who you are in Jesus Christ. What he has done in you and for you. And walk, walk on the waves and the winds, the storms, the troubles in your life. This is DK Grooms and I want to thank you for being with us today. Praise the Lamb of God. We'll be, we will be live streaming again at 6 o'clock. We hope to see you there. Go with God. Go with God. And be blessed today. We call you blessed. Amen. Go with God and he shall surely go with you.